Alicia Holdaway, your 2020 board president. Scott Robbins, your 2019 Salt Lake Board President. Harley Webb, director on the board of directors for the Salt Lake Board. Aaron Dussel, past president of UCAR and broker in Salt Lake. Curtis Bullock, CEO for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us yet again for another Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. Uh, today, we're trying something new. Uh, we are recording this podcast from the comfort of our homes and uh, via a, a Zoom recording. So if it sounds a bit different in your audio, that's why. Um, and uh, give us some grace as we work our way through this. But um, we're trying to be socially responsible. So Today, what we're talking about is um, how do we stay uh, mentally fit, both in um, individually, perf- uh, personally, and professionally within this COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, I think it's incredibly important that not only we protect our, um, our personal well-being in terms of safety, um, health, et cetera, out in the marketplace as we continue to do business, but also how do we protect our mental well-being as well? And um, that goes for being a calm source of um, stable in the marketplace to your clients, to your communities as well. So um, as you heard in the introductions, I've asked um, Scott, as always, to be part of this uh, podcast today, but also Carly Webb and Aaron Russell and uh, Curtis, the uh, constant stable here at the board. So we're just going to have a conversation, really discuss what things each of us are doing to stay positive and upbeat um, and uh, on top of things throughout this um, crazy uncharted territory. So Aaron, um, if I can start with you, I, I, as I was thinking, you know, who do we have on this uh, podcast today? You were the first one that popped into my mind because you're you're such a constant, positive, upbeat, but realist as well. So um, maybe give us just some background as to why. Why are you, how do you feel like you can continually stay upbeat in times like these? Uh, well, I just found out about COVID last night. <laughs> just barely. I went to my mailbox. I got a letter. Someone had written me a letter to warn me about it. And um it was addressed to the wrong person. So I opened up the wrong letter. So that's, I don't know. I've been on social media for the last couple of weeks. I totally missed everything about it. So that's my bad. Like, I don't know how I missed everything about um, No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kidding around. Um, I think one of the key things is, I mean, anytime there's chaos, there's, there's new opportunity. And um, being in the business for a long time and, and for many years, you kind of just get used to changes in the market. And that just opens up new things and how that adjusts and, I think for the last several years, we've had a certain type of market and now we've got some outside influences that are kind of changing that and it's going to change a little bit more down the road. And it's just being able to be upfront about that and understand that it's kind of out of our control really. And so that's kind of, I guess, the biggest picture when I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, I love your analogy of um, the captain of the ship um, and, you know, what... (laughs) Um, how that captain in un, uh, in shaky waters is not questioned. Um, will you give that analogy and, and share what I'm talking about? Uh, sure. I mean, if you've been part of any sort of Facebook group for the last couple of years in the real estate community, you get, and I mean, I get, I mean, I see these posts all the time. You have constant streams of posts of agents freaking out about disruption, 
they're stressed about all the different lawsuits and different things and like all these things that are like there's a fear of real estate agents going away or there's a fear of commission compression and people coming in to kind of disrupt the industry and all these things that are going to affect them and that's like a constant stream i mean it's constantly different people putting those posts out and i think that's a, a real thing that's a concern when the water's calm when you have like a calm and everything seems to be the same it's easy for other people to come in and say well we're going to disrupt this like we're going to disrupt this industry because everything seems to be status quo and if you're a passenger on a ship you start to wonder like is it really worth paying to have a captain on this boat like if we're a passenger like what and the water's calm like dude i can do this like why do we need like why are we paying somebody to manage this but when the storm clouds start to come and you start to see things off on the horizon and the waves start to increase and you start to be a little bit more uncertain about what that's going to look like, you start to feel a little bit more at calm knowing that there's somebody at the helm of that ship. And I think you're going to see that with, with clientele as you're going into the, the new world. I mean, you're not seeing any posts right now of people worried about disruption. You're not seeing, and the conversations I'm having with clients they're not asking me what, how much of a discount I'll take on my commissions. Like that's not even a discussion right now. Like they're wanting to see what the other side is and they want to get to the other place that's uncertain and they don't know. And they're not going to some other place to find a discount route to get there. So I think what it does is it gives us some more opportunities to serve and help and give guidance when maybe in the past, like everything looked to be fine and, we weren't really as needed as maybe people thought. Yeah, I it's it's interesting to see um, just the positivity in um, as I have conversations with my clients and they're asking, you know, the questions I'm hearing is what's going to happen to the market? Should I buy? Should I sell? Um, you know, I'm building. What's going to happen to building, etc. Right? And as we, because I I don't I'm not one to try to predict. I don't think that that's something we should try to do. Um, but speak to their fears from a place of understanding and also um, uh, fundamentals, right, of, of the economy and, and the differences of this and that. And I'm finding myself at the end of those conversations feeling more recharged because they, it's so satisfying to hear them really dig in and listen and look at you as their true real estate trusted advisor. And not that that's not always been the case, but right now it's even more so like you're talking about. They're, they're making sure that that captain sure knows what they're doing right now and really seeking that, that advice. So it's so important that we continue to look at ourselves as the real estate advisor, as their real estate um, guide. And um, while very empathetically listening to their fears and concerns, also um, being the calm in the storm. So um, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, Carly, <laughs> you are um, the rapping queen. And oh, no. um, if people don't know this about you, they are <laughs> absolutely missing out on life. But Carly and 80s, 90s rap, man, it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. So... <laughs> I'm sure you're having some rap dance parties in your house, but outside of that, <laughs> what are you doing? You have kids at home and, you know, are dealing with the realities of con uh, um, suddenly being homeschooler, work from home, continuing your business, but you're still super busy as well with work and productive, I should say. 
Yeah. What are you doing to press forward and keep your head on straight right now? Oh, I have to work really, really hard at it because um, I have three boys like you, you have boys. Um, and so, and we have our oldest home from Tennessee uh, and they all very much like to distract me because they like, um, they need to be entertained. But it has been a really interesting shift in, in the dynamics of our home um, to see everybody kind of working together to figure out our way through this together. Um, I have to, I have to really take charge of, I, I'm not uh, by nature a very like, I go with the flow. So my days are a lot of the time reactive. So I have to constantly work on that every single day to make sure I wake up with purpose and know exactly what my schedule is supposed to be that day. Because if I don't, my whole day just takes over and I do deal with anxiety. So I also have to, I have to really work hard on um, doing the things that I am supposed to, to give myself some self care. So I start the day usually with a prayer and, um, when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, most of the time I'll also do a workout. So that's been kind of cool to be able to work out with Zoom stuff and and why I don't own stock in Zoom yet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is rad. Uh, but music is huge for me. It is my therapy. Um, it does keep me very uh, calm. So, um, but I, every single day I try to look into reading something that's going to uplift my mind. And I notice when I spend too much time on social media, that's when my brain goes bananas. So as soon as I find myself mindlessly looking through Facebook or Instagram, that's when I'm like, I have to like snap my fingers or tap my hand or something and be like, okay, it's time. And I have to set my phone down and go do something that is productive that will help me refocus. Um, because everybody's schedules are all thrown in the air. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so true. Yeah. What do you do when you say, you know, being really intentional on not just going from day to day as a blur and letting the winds of the day take you from place to place? How do you thwart against that? What do you do on a daily or morning basis or whatever to make sure that you're staying on your calendar? So I like to make a list of, um, my to do's. So I, the people that I would like to connect with that day, the follow-ups that I need to make. Um, and then I also, um, the biggest thing for me is to, I've been doing a lot of, um, self motivational kind of, um, mastermindy events over the last several months that have been really helpful to con tr continually train my brain to be more, intentional with um, positive and staying focused. And a lot of that um, is making lists of things I'm thankful for. And then also making lists of what I need to do. Uh, and then mapping that out, giving myself uh, a plan for the day. So if I every single day have a plan for how I'm going to achieve those things, then, um, then it ends up being a lot more successful which is a lot easier said than done when you have kids that are pulling you in every direction too. So. Yeah, it's true. I think, um, you know, we have to, to have some grace in re in the reality of, um, what, what we've all just been thrown into 
um, you know, an agent who before maybe had from 8 to 3 p.m. to really dive into their work while kids were at school, that's no longer the case for them potentially. So just remembering to, as you're out there um, continuing to do transactions, because they're happening, yeah. um, uh, thank God, um, to, to maybe have some grace with the other side and, and remember that we're all dealing with these new waters, you know. Um, if you know me at all, you know I'm a, I drink the Kool-Aid of Brian Buffini like yeah. it, any, no, nothing else. And um, he recently talked about, um, oh my gosh, I wish you guys could see this live so you could see this shenanigans. Um, but he, he talked about the analogy of, of how gold is, becomes more valuable and, you know, the difference between 18 karat or 24 karat gold and the, the way gold be, um, gets rid of its imp impurities is through heat and pressure. And the more heat and pressure it's under, the more valuable it becomes. Mm -hmm. And we are under some significant heat and pressure right now, trying to, dis to figure out life as we know it. And whether this is for two weeks or for two months, we don't know. But if, if you want to come out of this heat and pressure with um, more, being more valuable, I think they're, like Aaron said, with that adversity of heat and pressure comes the opportunity to become just that much more valuable. Mm -hmm. And um, what a ripe opportunity to um, kind of look inwardly and say, how do I become more valuable through the heat and pressure that we're feeling rather than letting it break us? So Scott, are you willing to talk to that at all? What uh, do you think, yeah, you, yeah. what are you doing to make sure that you come out on the other side more valuable to your clients? Well, I have lots of thoughts here and I'm definitely doing what Carly's doing. I've worked out more in the last two weeks. <laughs> Can't tell my body, but I promise you I have. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm in that routine every morning where I'm getting up and instead of like looking for my next listing appointment or my next buyer appointment or whatever it might be, I'm calling my, my clients. And like you said, giving value, but the value is just talking to them and making sure they're okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll share this story. We have some elderly folks who live in my neighborhood and I called them. They've never done business with me, but we see them walking around. They're very nice. And I called them and he said, we just got back from the hospital because his wife had open heart surgery. And I went, okay, well, you guys cannot leave the house now. One, you're elderly. Two, she's had open heart surgery. What can I do to help? And he said, well, I might need a grocery run this week. Well, he called us two days ago and said, can I take you up on the offer? And I'm like, absolutely. Send me the list. And that to me was the win. I mean, to help somebody in need like that, um, I mean, that was the win for the day. To add to that, um, you know, I think we all have a sense that this is a temporary thing in the sense that once we get this COVID under control, we're still going to have low inventory. People are still going to have to move. We need to be in front of our clients so that when they have that need or whatever it is, that they, we haven't lost touch with them for the last two months or whatever it is. We want to be in front of them so that, you know, they know that we're out there. We care about them. We're working. And where other agents are like, I'm taking two weeks off, two months off, whatever. Yeah. 
So giving value and being present and aware of, uh, in front of them so that when things do kind of ramp back up, we're ready to go with them. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I love that. Aaron, were you going to say something? I think that's just super cool. I mean, like the, this is such a, a lot of times people struggle with, like, what am I going to say? And they, they hesitate to make phone calls because they're not sure. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't want to come across as salesy. I don't want to reach out. And right now is such a powerful time of just reaching out and just checking on people and just reaching out and just saying you're thinking about it. You just want to see how they're doing and how can you, how can you provide value? There's a, I had one of a, one of the agents um, in, our, in our company shared a little story and I just thought it was so, super powerful. She talked about how she had a, she sent me a text about it and just said, I, I called an older gentleman in his nineties, who's a past client, and we had a wonderful conversation. At the end of the call, I simply said, I just wanted you to know that I was thinking of you today. And I, and I think given our current circumstances, what we really need is a big hug from someone who loves us. Since it isn't even possible right now, please consider yourself hugged today. Oh. His voice broke as he told me that he could definitely feel the love and how grateful he was. I just think like, what a powerful time it is, right? Like we can just go reach out to people and, um, and, like, and Scott's right. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to use this time of like, I'm going to sit back and watch every Netflix episode possible. I'm going to sit back and like, I'm going to sit and like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll be back. Whenever the market's back, I'll, I'll be back. Um, but there's a lot of people that are going to use this to really build up their client relationships. They're going to use this time to like really build themselves up as a better version of them. And they're going to like retool and re like refocus their business. And they're going to come out of this like just with a whole different level of, of production um, just because they're lining things up and they're getting everything ready. And so I think it's just such a, an interesting time that you're seeing like a, the shift in the road of where people are going to go with their businesses. And, We're not on vacation, to, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're vacationing in our, in our room. No. <laughs> um, what I wanted to say is, you know, these phone calls, I love being on the phone. I don't have a problem with it, but Aaron, to kind of what you said of like people are nervous about what to do when to ask. I am not telling or asking these people about, do you know someone who's looking to buy or sell? Yeah. That is not the purpose of this call. The purpose of this call is to genuinely say, how are you? Is there anything you need from me? Yeah. Um, and what has been mind blowing to me, which is a testament to, I think, you know, the captain of the ship here is they go, we're fine. How are you, Scott? I mean, what is going on in real estate? And you tell them, but, but, it is not trying to say, does your neighbor want to buy or sell? That's not the purpose of this call. Yeah. I heard a good tip today that said, um, you know, in normal times when we call, it's, it's just this natural thing to say, how are you doing? Um, now's not the time to ask, how are you doing? But how are you feeling? Because right now the feels are all the feels. <laughs> Um, Aaron, you're sitting there. I, I'm always a crybaby, but like right now, I cry every stinking day for either happy tears or sad tears. You're telling that story from, about the text, and I'm like, don't cry. They can see you. Don't cry. But people's emotions are on high alert for the good and for the bad right now. And um, speaking of which, if you haven't seen John Chris Krasinski, is that how you say it? Um, if you haven't seen his Some Good News YouTube video, you have to watch it. But anyway, um, I just, you know, asking people how are they feeling right now, I think is a, a good tip. Um, and then just shush and let them talk. So 
What else? What are you guys doing to um, stay mentally fit personally? For me, the biggest thing, like you were saying, is like checking in with other people. When I can feel myself like going down the, oh my gosh, this is real. Like this is really affecting us because I like to live in my bubble. And if it's not affecting me directly, then sometimes I don't deal with the realistic part of things. Um, but I like to um, divert my attention by doing something for somebody else. So that's when I, right now, pop buys are probably out of the question. So making a call and texting, like Scott was saying, is exactly what we should be doing. And Aaron, that story, totally, I was doing the same thing, Felicia, trying not to cry. But um, when we take the focus off of ourselves and off of our, off of our own worries, and we do something nice for maybe our kids that are driving us bananas or our spouses or whatever, or, you know, outside, you know, taking care of your neighbors or something like that. That's, that is probably the ultimate way service is giving love. And when you give love, you don't have that pain and that stress and that anxiety and stuff. So that kind of helps keep your mind in a better place anyway. Right. Totally. Yeah. I just add one thing. I just, Alicia, um, there's so much information out there that we're all consuming. And, mm-hmm. and for what I do in my work, I, I'm almost, I almost feel overwhelmed. There's just so much to read. So, and then there's just so much on social media. So for me personally, I just got to take a break from it every once in a while and just get out and do something different, go for a, a walk with my wife and just, just clear the mind. But, um, and try, I'm trying to stay away from unreliable sources that are on social media and in the news and just look at, I'm, I'm looking a lot at what Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist for the NAR has said, and, and just some reliable sources because there's just so much bad information out there that I think it can really break you down. I think you were saying something, Alicia, about someone you know that just took a break from it for a couple of days and their whole temperament, their whole attitude and outlook totally changed for the better. So that's, that's, I mean, that's, kind of common sense but that's what i'm doing yeah I no, I love it. you like when you talked about re- unreliable information you like looked at me then you looked back <laughs> <laughs> like i, I should be personally offended by that or like it was just was directed to, right at you yeah that's <laughs> what I'm like yeah, for unreliable information and you like, stare me down <laughs> like, Mr. Oh, all right that's fine on that note i have to say <clears throat> um we, we talk about realtors being the source for real estate. It's in our very mission at the Salt Lake Board of Realtors is that we are the source for real estate information. And since we're you know, primarily speaking directly to our members here on this platform, um, it's so important. And kudos to Curtis and his whole team. When he talks about sifting through the overwhelming amount of information The reason for that is because they want to make sure that anything that we put out to our members is vetted. It is reliable. So if you want to, and guess what he's giving uh, Curtis and our team is giving um, our members so much information and the information that matters. So if you want to be able to sift through the junk and put all the rest aside and not log on to it in the first place, maybe ignore your news app on your phone or whatever, If you just stay within um, the Salt Lake Board of Realtors member page, you're going to get the the most accurate and information that you need and that better yet, your clients need to hear from you as well. So um, here's one question that I want each one of you to answer individually. Um, What is your number one favorite podcast right now to listen to? Scott. 
Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Ed Milet. Uh, definitely a positive person, um, business entrepreneur. So I've been listening a lot with him. Awesome. Aaron. Actually, I've kind of like unplugged from podcasts for a little bit. I'm reading books. Like I've gone back to just like taking some time. I know Scott like, like makes a weird face about it, but I've like, I've gone in to like really read and spend some time in that just so I can get away from technology a little bit for myself. Um, what are you reading right now? I just finished reading originals by Adam Grant, which is super cool. There's a chapter in there that uh, um, it was, it was amazing. It was about um, how to deal with anxiety. It's, I just, it's the last chapter, chapter eight. And uh, I thought it was super cool. I've had to deal with anxiety and stress. So um, so I've been just kind of like going around and just going old school back into books. So love it. Curtis, what about you? I'm, I'm a little bit like Aaron. I, I, I've listened to some Brian Buffini stuff lately, but I'm reading a little bit more as well. And honestly, even taking a bit of a break from reading because it's, I found myself, I got a lot more time with my kids um, who are home from school and with my wife. So I'm, 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 I'm reading so much just for work as it is with all the COVID-19 stuff that's coming out. So I, I'm not doing a ton of um, podcasts, but I am reading a book you gave me, Alicia. Dare to, to lead. lead. Renee awesome Brown book. is my study for the year. Um, I have always kind of had the perspective of, or not perspective, but I've always been like, count, read, 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 finish one, go on to the next. And this year I stopped that and I just said, I'm going to study Brene Brown. So I'm, I'm reading and listening to all of her work. So that's awesome. Carly, what podcast do you love? Uh, lately I've been obsessed with Tony Robbins a little more so than usual. Um, yesterday I had like a, I just had it on in the background to kind of help keep me focused, but it was, it was very timely, even though it was recorded a long time ago, it, it was exactly what I needed to hear right now um, to kind of help keep me positive. And, and like Aaron um, said, we, we are the captain of the ship and people are looking to us to be positive and, um, and motivated. So we can't take a break. We gotta, we gotta be there and listen to him. So anyway, I like, I like what Tony Robbins stands for. So it's cool to listen to him. That's awesome. Um, one, one more piece of this, you know, we've talked about exercise and, um, hopefully, you know, this hair, um, if I could show everybody, I'm like a low maintenance person. I really am. But this stupid hair, when I just get up, it's a white girl fro, just straight up, like big white girl fro. So exercising for me has always been the challenge of like, I have to, I have to, um, uh, manage the time for the workout itself, plus all the time to manage this fro on my head. So right now, I don't have to do that. It's awesome. And I'm just working out more. So in addition, I have no idea why I just told you all that. Um, in addition, information. By your hair. I was wondering. I was wondering. I, I was wondering. I don't really have that issue, Alicia. So. <laughs> As we have three bald guys on this podcast today. <laughs> Really cool. That's I cool. feel pretty lucky. Thanks for all of lucky. us like, feeling better about ourselves. Like that's really. We came in here all positive, and now we're leaving. Like, well, all right. you got great beards, you know. I, I think that you guys should feel quite uh, grateful for the lack of need to get ready in the morning. Um, anyway, very quick. 
<laughs> so exercise, what we put into our brains in, as far as, you know, reading podcasts, whatever, Curtis, you talked about an ever important thing about just getting outside, putting everything away for a minute, um, and, uh, spending time with our, our kids and family members or whomever that might be. One more thing that I want to talk about is, um, meditation and or prayer, whatever that looks like for you. There's Headspace, the Calm app, um, Insight Timer. Anybody have a favorite meditation practice or, or thing that they do? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about I, what I do. Um, so I start my day with what's called the Start Today Journal. It's a Rachel Hollis thing. And basically, it's super simple, which is why I love it. It starts with your five gratitudes for the day and then your 10 affirmations. So you write the same 10 like goals, essentially, in the format of instead of, I want to X, it's I did X, right? And then after that's done, I do five minutes. That's it. Five minutes of the Headspace app and um, some sort of meditation that allows me to go into the day having cleared. Because I don't know about you guys, but I wake up with those anxious, like, I got to do all the things today. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to come down off of that and start it with intentionality, like you were talking about Carly and, and, you know, getting into my planner and being intentional and not reactive, I have to clear my space. And I do that through a five minute meditation. So that's my tip. Yeah. Uh, so my version of that is I do have like my vision, like that. I, I write a letter to a friend of what my, what, where I'm going to be at the end of the year and what my year has looked like. So I like, it's always in past tense of what I've accomplished for the year. And I read that every morning and every night. Like it's like a, it's a summary of like who I'm going to become, what my business will look like and everything else. And it's just kind of, it's like a lighthouse in the distance of where I'm headed. So it kind of gets me out of the, the day to day a little bit and looking at like a forward picture of what that looks like. So that's like, that's been helpful for me to just to re this re vision of what that, like the end of the year will look like for me. Oh my gosh. I love that. I do too. That's awesome. What you focus on, you know, that's what you got to do, what you focus on. Yeah, what you focus on expands. One of the things that's really cool that, that Scott mentioned is he talked about how, like, when you're reaching out and you're talking to people, um, it is true, like, a lot of people, like, they are freaked out for us because like, they think our real estate industry is falling apart. Like, they're like, holy cow, like, oh, Scott, well, we'll get you toilet paper if we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like the mindset, right? And so I think one of the key things is of how we respond to that. I mean, there's, like a, there's a salesy way to respond to that. But I think an authentic way of responding to that is when people ask, like, how's the market? It's just to have like a, almost like a, like a neutral tone and to say, you know, it's really interesting. Um, let me tell you what's really happening. And if you want a stat that you can use is look up what has come on the market in the last day and what has gone under contract or is pending in the last day. Because that will give you like a real stat that is like, it, is it, like there's nothing around that. So what's interesting is so if the, I was talking to somebody this morning. They said, oh can't believe your business. I'm like, actually, it's kind of interesting. Right now, in the last three days, there have been 165 properties that have been listed in Salt Lake, in Salt Lake County. And in the last three days, 135 have gone under contract. And they're like, what? I'm like, I know. It's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. So like, when you have things like that, like you have like real stats, it doesn't come across as like you're super salesy in that place. It's like, oh, hey, everything's right. great. Like, it's a great market. Buyer's market, seller's market, whatever. It's just like, I'm just giving them real stats. And, and what most people are surprised by is that things are still happening. Like 135, like, I know, it's crazy. Absolutely. Uh, like 135, they probably all heard about COVID. That's my guess. 
um, they might have heard about it. And so they're, um, I just think that right now is such an interesting time because I look at producing agents and you'll see that December is usually a really busy month for a lot of people. If you ask some people, it's like, well, December's not busy because it's the holidays or, but I know in my business over years, it's been really busy in December because you have real people that need things to happen in that month. No one looks forward to listing a house on Christmas Eve because it's going to be fun. People like they have to move. And we're going to get into a season that over the next couple of months, like it will be a December in the sense that people will have to do real estate. It might not be like that. And some of the people are kind of on the fence, like they might wait a little bit, but you still have people that have needs to be met over the next several months. I love it. That's awesome. I know this isn't necessarily real estate related, but again, my intention in, in planning out this podcast today was just how do we reach out to our members and help them come out the other side of this, a better, a better person, a better agent, et cetera. So in that vein, um, for those of you out there that have um, just kind of the foundation of your core day has been shaken up, your world has been shaken up by having kids at home more than you did before and trying to navigate through that. Um, one thing that I um, am just in, instituted in my home last week was um, a win the day formula for my kids. And the reason for that is because I'm a bit high strung, I know, shocker. <laughs> um, and I have, you know, high expectations of my kids and I'm trying to constantly balance that between not going overboard and um, remembering that they're kids and all the things. But for me personally, it's an internal battle constantly. So I have rules at the house as far as like how much tech time they get and, and all the things, right? Well, the first week of them being at home, I wanted to karate chop them in the throat and put them for sale on my front porch. Like, I'm over it. I, I might have felt the same about you. <laughs> so, I guarantee they felt that way about me. Oh, man. Mine too. <laughs> and my husband too, I'm positive. Yeah. Um, so I had to stop and go, how do I... I can't just give up on the rules, right? They've got to get their schoolwork done. They've got to have some structure to the day. So where do we meet in the middle? And so my solution to that was let's to collectively together with their buy-in create a win the day formula. So, um, you know, what is it going to take for you to win the day? Well, obviously you have to do your chores. You've got to do your schoolwork. Um, as a family, we're taking a course online from Yale that at the science of well-being. you got to do 20 minutes for that, et cetera. Outside of that, though, when one, uh, in 30 minutes of exercise, 30 minutes of time outside. That's it. When you're done with those things, I'm going to leave you alone. So if they spend more time on the Xbox than I would rather, but they've done the, gotten their win the day things done, then I'm going to let it go. And so far, that is helping. So just as a that may or may not work. It works for my personality because I need to chill out sometimes. So what about you guys? What are some tips you can give those who are struggling through being productive, um, taking care of themselves, and also now suddenly thrown into homeschool? This is just me. I have two teenagers, a senior and an eighth grader. And what, what has helped is you really have to communicate with them and really get their input. What works for you guys? Because I can give you 19 chores for you to do, which I know you're not going to do, 
but you're now basically up 15 hours a day and we got to fill it and tell me what works for you. And like that, I really want to watch this YouTube or Netflix or whatever. Fine. Okay. That, well, we need your bed made every day or something like that. Or like you said, go outside for 30 minutes. I love that, especially for kids. Um, but I think it's really trying to get their input of what works for them. I think yeah, for my so family, the, the biggest thing I, uh, has been for me to kind of let go of my sense of what I thought the ideal day would look like for them. Because first of all, I'm the only girl in the house. So we don't connect that way. Like, I don't think the same way as them. But also, okay, there's two thoughts that keep going through my head. One has nothing to do with really the scheduling. But I feel like my anxiety has been so much better about them during the day having them home because I'm not worried about what's going on in there every single day because they're home. So I know they're not facing all of the garbage that they usually face in school. So that's pretty, that's been pretty good for my, my mama heart, <laughs> but also um, for them and for, you know, just my sense of being able to do what I do and still work and everything is I do give them a, a, a tasks of what they need to accomplish for the day and if that happens by the end of the day great um, if it doesn't I'm doing my best to let go of not letting that affect our relationship because I read something at the beginning of this that I love is uh, a beginning of this COVID thing was that um, we don't want this time it's traumatizing for everybody because it's scary anyway and nobody knows what the heck's going on and we're scared of maybe what's coming um, to our world. But, um, but I, if, if I miss the boat of being able to increase uh, the connection with my family, like we've been given this incredible gift of time with our families and we're forced to spend more time with each other, if I miss that, because I'm so worried about making sure they get everything done that they're supposed to do, um, then that's what I've failed for the day. So I love your wins for the day, but for me, my wins for the day are, do my kids know that I love them? And do they feel um, safer here than they did outside the home? Mm, I love that. Aaron, what about you? I mean, I think first of all, like I'm, when teachers ask for more money, like I'm totally cool. Like if you want to raise 100%, my pay, hundred percent. Why like, are they not paid more? Seriously, all they have to do is like, go on strike in the future. Like, hey, remember? Like we're going on strike. Got <laughs> We understand. Uh, no I mean, strike I've got needed. Four, four kids at home: 14, 12, 10, and eight. Um, and honestly, like they're like caged animals sometimes. Like they need to get out and they need to be out doing stuff. And so, like we'll go out and like try to walk around and do take a walk or. We'll, try something physical. We'll do something outside to like go do some yard work or something else to physically get outside. Um, because I realized that with some of my, like with, uh, with two of my kids, like they were really being inside all the time was really affecting them. And, uh, and I think the other thing that's a struggle is, um, like there's like all these like punch lists of everything that are, are supposed to be being done. And it was just kind of letting go and just be like, listen, we're just going to make this work for us. Like, well, yeah. it might not be every single thing, of every single thing that everybody wants us to do, but we're yeah. going to just yeah. pick and choose our battles. We're going to pick and choose how to make that work. 
Um, and you've got a lot of like, there'll be a lot of people listening to this that are, I mean, they're, they're real estate agents. Now all of a sudden they're, they're full-time teachers. Mm-hmm. So now, and then they've got everything else on their plate and there's like this feeling of, can I get everything accomplished? And in the end, I don't think any of us are gonna be graded by like, I mean, there's not like report cards coming out. Like, okay, just so you know, like these were the best families the last two months of the school year. Like they are going to be the ones that we're going to give star stickers to. Like I, in the end, it's just going to be making it through and making it work for us. Aaron, I'm going to give you a star sticker though. Oh, great. Perfect. You bet. All right. <laughs> My wife deserves that way more than I do. But I, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate your willingness to participate today. Um, also, I want to know, or um, just kind of remind everybody, we put a new challenge out today to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors members. Um, we have two challenges in the, the spirit of, again, keeping positive, having grace with ourselves, and really being the best community members that we can, um, because I believe as realtors we are. Um, the first challenge is a note writing challenge um, between now and April 13th. Write 10 personal notes to whomever you want um, and uh, share some gratitude. Just say, I'm thinking about you, whatever, um, and post a picture about it. And when you post that picture on social media, either Facebook or Instagram, use the hashtag SLBR note challenge. And at the end of the challenge, we're going to give away two to two separate winners, uh, six months worth of MLS dues or the equivalent in a Visa gift card, your choice. And the second challenge is, um, again, going back to what we were just talking about, showing up in our communities, going the extra mile, really showing up as a, a, a community member and giving back. So whatever that looks like, be creative. Take a picture of you giving back to your community. And again, same thing, post it on social media. Um, use the hashtag RealtorsGiveBack. And again, at the end of this, on um, it goes through April 13th, we're going to give away MLS dues or Visa gift card to two separate winners. So let's spread some sunshine okay. amongst our communities. Let's be the voice of reason. Take care of yourself first so that you can take care of those around you in your home and in your community. And thanks for being the great community members you are. Thanks everybody for joining us today.